0: with you in as brief as a pastor possibly can um, how you can let Jesus stabilize your life. How you can let Jesus stabilize your life. If you've got your worship guide and you've got a pen there with you or if you don't you can lift your hand and and, and somebody can find find you something. I hope you'll take notes today uh, with us. The first thing that you have to do if you want to say to dial in to letting Jesus stabilize your life is you need to realize that you need to let Jesus be your purpose for living. Jesus needs to be your purpose for living. Contrary to what some of us think sometimes, Jesus isn't wanting a part of your life. Jesus is wanting to be the purpose for your life. The reason you get up each day, the reason you do this or you do that or you don't do This or you don't do that. Listen, when living for Jesus is your purpose, that will bring you to the greatest level of fulfillment in your life. I want you to hear that part especially. That when living for Jesus becomes your sole undivided uh, attention and focus and passion and purpose, it will bring the greatest level of fulfillment in your life. John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, the thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now, some people take that scripture out of context and say, right there, that, that's, that's where it says that, that I should be driving a Rolls Royce. Uh, considering the fact that I don't even know how to spell it, I don't think it's within my future. How about you? I hadn't been looking online for any Rolls-Royce. You know, I'm like, listen, God, give me something that's got four wheels, air-conditioned, and I'll cruise in that. But listen, the most fulfilled people in the world, the most fulfilled people I know, are people who have, who have realized, not, not, not just that the preacher says it, but they've realized for themselves that Jesus is really the, the purpose of their existence. Philippians chapter 1, verse 21 says, for me, for to me, again, it's very personal by Paul. He says, for to me, living means living for Christ, and dying, well, that's even better. Now you know why um, uh, they, they say sometimes that, that, that you're doing a funeral service for a believer, and you're, you're, you're saying, hey, you know what? We're coming to a graduation ceremony. We're celebrating the fact that this person who, who once lived here with Christ is now there with Christ forevermore. And so Paul says, he says, living means living for Christ. If I'm going to fully live my life, if I'm going to really live with purpose, it's going to be because I I allowed God to use uh, whatever um, breath that I still had left to, to breathe. Um, I'm going to live that to his fullest. And dying would even be better. He's going, hey, personally for him, with the struggles maybe of life to struggles of of whatever he might have been facing in his life. Yeah, that's even better for for me saying, but for God, every moment that I can live with Christ being my, my purpose is life well lived. Listen, as Christians, as Christ followers, we have been called to live for Jesus. Why call yourself a Christian if you aren't seeking to be a little Christ. How can you call yourself a Christian when you don't look anything different than the non-Christian? Listen, a Christian should clearly look differently. Not, not that we don't adjust and meet people where they are, but, but trust me, I'm used to meeting people where they are. I'm used to going, hey, you know what? I love people no matter what's going on in their life, no matter what they say or don't say or don't do or, or do. Uh, whether they come to church, it doesn't change my love, okay? And, and maybe you're, this, you're the same exact way about certain things, but, but let's not be those that blend into the world because if we're blending into the world, it means that we're living like the world and that Christ is not the center point of our lives. Listen, we have been called to live with purpose, and that purpose is to live for Jesus Christ each day. We live out our purpose as we, as we learn. This is something you have to learn to crucify ourselves and let Christ take over. My, my short little drive here to this morning. I prayed a prayer that I said, God, you know, help me to always pray this prayer, and that is that I might decrease so that you can increase. Listen, the, the Holy Spirit can't take it over any more of your life than you're willing to give. Listen, Jesus can't take the wheel of your life. He can't stabilize your life if you aren't willing to give it to him. He doesn't force himself on you. No one's sitting here today saying, hey, God's going to strike you dead if you don't. That's the grace. That's the love of God. At the same time, we should not continue the same old patterns of living if we know that that way of living is not the way that Christ would have us to. Listen to what Paul says in Galatians 2.20. He says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So he's going, hey, you know what? Christ has taken over me. Whereas before I might have been living this old way, now I'm, I'm just as wholeheartedly living now his way. He says, so I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Listen, Christ gave up his life on this cross for you. He asks you in your response of your love for him to give up your life for him, to, to, to let Christ be your purpose. Don't try to fit Christ into your life, try to get your life in align with Christ. But secondly, to stabilize your life, you need to let Jesus be your example to follow. You need to let Jesus be your example to follow. This is really key. If you want to know how to live the best way, if you want to know how to live the Jesus way, you study what Jesus did and then you strive to do it. You seek to to find out what was of value to Jesus and you make that the values and the the, um, uh, principles in your life, the priorities in your life. Let Jesus be your example. John chapter 13 verse 15, Jesus says, I have given you an example to follow, do, do, as I have done to you. That's why we, we're supposed to forgive others as Christ has forgiven us, love others as Christ has loved us. The only way that we can truly call ourselves Christ followers is we must follow Jesus' example in everything that we do and say. I want you write that down. Everything that we do, everything that we say, it needs to, to follow the example of Christ. Many of you remember the very popular bracelets that people had years ago now. Start showing your age. What would Jesus do? That's not a fad. That's not a, a, um, a, a just a bracelet. That is supposed to be the theology of every Christ follower, and that is... What would Jesus do in this situation? What would Jesus say in this situation? The moment that you tell me or I tell you that, hey, I know that Jesus wouldn't approve this or Jesus wouldn't do it this way is the moment that you know that to take that step or to say those words is to step outside of the will of God. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 through 2 says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Why? Why? Because you are not just everybody else. You are a child of God. You are a blood-bought child of God. You are a person who claims that Christ died for you, gave his life for you, and that he has loved you as as much as anyone could ever possibly love. In fact, more than any human could love you. God has loved you. Because you're a child of God, you want to follow the example of Christ. Verse 2 says, Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Listen, Jesus lived all 33 years of his life on earth as a love offering for you. He lived all 33 years of his earthly life in human form, taking on human pain, and endured the cross for you. And so his purpose, listen, his purpose wasn't, hey, let me just... um, eat and drink and be merry. His purpose was, let me do the will of the one who sent me. Listen, that is God's call to you. You need to be saying, hey, this isn't what I want to be when I grow up, but I want to continue to grow into who God would have me to be as I grow up. you got to be very careful when you try to get put your ambition ahead of God's ambition, that when you try to tell God what you're going to do or you're not going to do, instead of saying, hey, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say. Trust me, it's the only reason you're still looking at me as a pastor. Not because I don't love you. I wouldn't choose to pastor it. Never have, never would. You've you got stuff in your life you would not do. You would stop it right now. You would, you would say, hey, the heck with that. I'm not, this, this, is not the, this is not the most enjoyable thing to you, or it's not the easiest thing for you. But guess what? since i know at the end of the day god's given me my report card and all that matters is that i live for the purpose of christ and that i take up my cross and follow him i just say okay god show me show me the next right step so that so that my life might be a pleasing aroma to god and listen that that that's you got to have triple a your actions your attitude your alliance with the lord the Apostle Paul, a great man of God, he said this to those who followed him or were underneath his influence. First Corinthians 11, 1 Corinthians 11.1, he says, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. I want to tell you the same thing. Don't follow Craig, follow Christ. One of my greatest heartaches in ministry was when God transitioned me from my previous ministry And and there are many people that I used to minister to faithfully in that season of my life that they've not stepped back foot in a church since. Listen, if your decision and your commitment is dependent upon the pastor or because of music or because of what this person says or what that person says, it will not be a commitment that is not contingent upon those things. Your commitment needs to be, hey, no matter what anybody around me does or does not do, here's what I'm going to do, Lord, and that is I'm going to surrender myself to you. Listen, don't just follow others, follow Christ. Don't tell me what other people are doing so that you can make yourself sound better. We've all done it. I used to do it all the time whenever I would make the low 60s at school, okay? I told you. The fact that I got a master's degree means they are giving them out like candy. All right? All right, the guy's just got a good sense of humor. But I just what I tell my mama, even though I knew she I knew she knew the difference since she was a school teacher and she had plenty of Craig's, unfortunately. I was like, Mom, but you should have seen what everybody else made. I know I made a 20. But mama, most of them, they were they didn't even have double digits. I I listen, I, I was how many of you are good at baloney? I got a master's degree in baloney. Okay. Um, and then I finally realized, you know, it, it just listen, it's it's it, you know, you can, you can try to fool other people, but you can't fool the Lord. Amen. God knows when you're serious. God knows when you're putting your best foot forward. He knows when you're, you're giving all that you can give. Listen, don't follow those around you. Don't compare yourself to those around you. Compare yourself to Christ and seek to follow Christ. But thirdly, let Jesus be your peace in chaos. To stabilize your life, you need to let Jesus be your peace in chaos. I want you to hear something that God gave me really clear this week. He said, you don't have to like your situation in order to have peace in your situation. You don't have to like your situation in order to to find God's peace in your situation. We often find ourselves in situations, in circumstances that we didn't sign up for or we didn't see coming. Listen, even Jesus, he acknowledged that this world, it is full of heartache, it is full of pain. Jesus also tells us that in him we can overcome any pain, any heartache, and that we can find peace through him in everything. John 16, 33, Jesus says, you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Whatever you're going through, Christ has overcome. Whatever you will go through, Christ has overcome. And in Christ, you can overcome. Just in your flesh, in your strength, in your might, you're going to collapse. You're not going to be able to keep carrying on. Listen, those who are in Christ, the reason why we're able to find peace in the midst of chaos is because the Bible says that any believer in Jesus Christ, that you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. I want you to write that down. You've received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that, that spirit, the Bible says, among many things, it calms us, it reminds us, and it assures us that God is with us. John 14:26 to 27. Jesus says, "But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, a peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So do not be troubled or afraid. Listen, without the Spirit of God and your full surrender of God, I want you to hear both those things. Without the Spirit of God in your life, in fact, you have to be a believer. If you're not a believer, then, then you're, you're being manipulated by the deceiver. So, so you're, not, you're not in Christ. You can't, you can't have the, the, the peace of Christ when you don't even know Christ. But, but you have to not only have the Spirit of God in your life, okay? Because you can have the Spirit of God in your life and yet not have peace. And here's why. Because you aren't letting the Spirit lead you, you're letting the flesh lead you. You're not letting the Spirit speak to you um, loudest. You're letting the flesh speak to you loudest. So it's the Spirit of God mixed with our surrender to God that you can then have the peace of God. I want you to write that down. The Spirit of God mixed with your surrender to God. The first thing that you need to do when you find yourself overwhelmed is to make sure that you've surrendered yourself fully to God. Don't ask God to bail you out, but ask God to accomplish His will in you. Submit to him. Surrender everything to him. And the Bible says, he will give you peace. Look at what Job twenty-two twenty-one 21 says. Job said this, and we know Job went through more suffering than anybody we know in the scriptures. He says, submit to God and you will have peace. Then things will go well for you. The reason why some things aren't going well for some of you and you aren't feeling God's taking over is because you haven't allowed him to take over. You're still marching to the beat of your own drum. You're still doing what you want, when you want, how you want, and you've got to understand you have to surrender everything to God. You've got to submit everything to God to have the peace of God. Here's my prayer for each of you. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. The Lord be with you all. But fourthly, for Jesus to stabilize your life. You have to let Jesus be your strength to endure. You have to let Jesus be your strength to endure. Those who wholeheartedly seek God are not only promised God's guidance and God's favor along the way. You hear me say that sometimes? You, 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 listen, there's no, no greater place to be than where you have God's blessings. You know, God's okay with what you're doing. God's okay with what you're thinking. God's okay with the direction that you're seeking to allow him to, to, to lead you the best of your ability. But God also promises that along the way that he calls you to, not only is he going to equip you, but he's going to strengthen you. He's not just going to um, equip you, but he's going to strengthen you. Psalm twenty nine eleven says, The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. Some of you don't realize this, but you would sleep a lot better at night if you didn't just say, Lord, now I lay me down to sleep and let me count the next sheep. But that but you, you really put it all in his hands. Some of you don't know what it feels like to know that, okay, you know what? That particular day, you truly, to the best of your ability, because we're all growing, we're all imperfect, sought to do things God's way. There's a peace from uh, doing things in a way that you know God is pleased. When you know God's not pleased with you, listen, you have what we call conviction. Or if you're a non-believer, you at least have guilt. You're like, okay, I know I'm lying over here. I know I'm cheating over here. I know I'm, I'm, I'm not doing great things here and there. But, but listen, God's not asking us to be um, uh, perfect. God is asking us to be fully cooperative with him. Listen, the Holy Spirit operates. Here's something God gave me this week. How many of you ever had your electrical power go out during a storm or during snow? Okay. How many of you had that happen and you wished you had a generator? Okay. How many of you had that happen and you have a generator? How many of you have a generator? Okay. Uh, Denise, get all their names down that way. I'm going to y'all's house. Come to y'all's house. Um, this is what God gave me. The Holy Spirit operates as a generator when your strength is gone. The Holy Spirit operates as a generator when your strength is gone. The Christian life, it is about not you getting on your feet, but you learning how to rely fully on Christ. That's really what the Christian life is about. That growth as a Christian really is hey, do I know more today how to trust the Lord with all my life and with all my heart? Do I know more today how to live for Him and how to give Him more and more areas of my life? How to fully rely on His grace and His strength? Philippians 4 12 through 13. The Apostle Paul lets us know this is something you have to learn to do. He says, I have learned the secret of living in every situation. For I can do everything through Christ who gives. When you hear this, the more God strengthens you through one season, the more you learn that you can rely on him in the next season. Amen. The more seasons that you get underneath your belt, not that this is like a green belt, black belt type of thing, but, but, our, but our faith is at different levels. You can only be at the level that you're, you're at. You, can only be, you, you, you don't get to get to some level. You have to grow to certain levels. And so the more you learn that you can rely on His strength and His grace in the most difficult season that you have experienced up to this point, the more you say, well, hey, maybe I can rely on that same grace and strength in this season. And so, listen, I often say this. You often have to borrow from yesterday's faith when you don't feel like you really have any or you don't feel like you're in familiar territory. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he says, Each time Spirit said, he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. I'm convinced that the number one reason why God allows me to, to have this thorn in my flesh, this pain, which right this present time is, just, just, is suffocating, It's nauseating. It makes me, many a time when it's like this, just want to run out the building, okay? But guess what? I've been here many a time before, many times, and that's why I'm able to be settled. That's why I'm able to have peace. That's why I'm able to go, you know what? There there was no question in my mind whether God was going to strengthen me or whether or not God was going to use my weakness to show his strength. Listen, Don't be afraid to be weak. I want you to write that down. Don't be afraid to be weak. Don't be afraid to tell people that you're feeling weak. Don't be afraid because it never was about you. It never was about you. Listen, when you can't be all right with looking your weakness in the face, you cannot be truly humble before God. And that's why sometimes God just has to allow that, Uh, little, last little bit of pride to be squeezed out of you and me so that we can find his grace once again, so that we realize that, hey, oh, okay, God, so it really was you that were holding me up all along. See, sometimes you think you took yourself somewhere, and God's going, listen, the reason you see only one set of footprints is because I've carried you to this point, not because, you know, you just call me in when you When you need me, no, I've been carrying you this entire time. I just need to remind you that I can carry you further. Last but not least, number five, to let Jesus stabilize your life. You have to let Jesus be your hope despite your uncertainty. You have to let Jesus be your hope despite uncertainty. Listen, faith, it is not about putting your trust in what you see and what you think and what you feel. Faith is about putting your trust in what God knows and what God thinks and what God sees and what God is doing. Listen, anytime you put your hope in Jesus, uh, I want you to write this down. Anytime you put your hope in Jesus, your hope is certain. Okay? Anytime you put your hope in Jesus, your hope is certain. And so anytime you, you take God's word for what it says, God said this, Jesus said this, you can believe it. As a pastor friend of mine used to always say, he said, you can take it to the bank. The greatest hope that we find as we trust Jesus as our Savior and Lord is hope beyond this life. Hope beyond this life. Hope beyond our situations, our circumstances. The hope that God has prepared a forever, a forever home for us in heaven. 1 Peter 1, 3-6 says, praise be to the God and Father the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Let's look at verse 5 again because this applies to your life now. Listen, it says, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of your salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Listen, you are being shielded by God even when you don't know it. He is, he is, he is deflecting things that are, that are coming at you, missiles that are coming at you, attacks that are coming at you, um, struggles that are coming at you people that are coming at you. Verse 6 says, and all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Listen, Jesus wants to be the anchor of your soul, both for eternity and both in this life. Listen, not only giving you purpose and and peace and, and strength, but God wants to give you a forever hope despite the uncertainty that surrounds us. Hebrews 6, 19. It says this hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul, it cannot slip and it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears upon it. A safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil of the heavenly temple, that most holy place in which the very presence of God Dwells. Listen, no matter what happens in this life, in Christ, your hope is certain. It can't be taken away. Your hope cannot be taken away. It can't be taken away in this life, and it certainly can't be tampered with in the next life when, by grace through faith in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection alone, you place your faith, you find God's forgiveness, and you receive the promise. Of eternal life. Listen, to, to stabilize your life and overcome your every anxiety because you will continue to have things that, that create anxiety in you. You have to look to Jesus. You have to follow Jesus. You have to lean on Jesus. And you got to put all your faith in the hope of Jesus. Otherwise, your hope will constantly be a roller coaster ride because your hope's in all the wrong places. There's only one place your hope should be in, and that is in Christ. I close with this scripture, Romans 15, 13. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, one thing way that God's just blown my mind the last seven, eight years during my, my, um, my health journey is the fact that, that, that I found greater peace in my lowest time than I was ever able to find in my highest time. And that's because it was there all along. I just had some things blocking it. I had some things distracting it. I had some things I was trying to substitute for it, and I didn't even know it. I'm reminded of a... Of a song we used to sing all the time at at a Christian camp that I worked at. And it said, there's a hole in my heart that can only be filled by you. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, God, right now, Lord, I just lift up each and every person listening right now. I pray your peace into their life. I pray your purpose into their life. I pray, Lord, that you might take over their life. I pray that they would allow you to be their hope, to be their strength, to be their purpose. God, I pray if there's anyone here today that's not invited Jesus Christ into their heart, that today would be the day that they would admit their sin, they would believe in you, Jesus, God's perfect son, who paid the ultimate price on the cross for their sins. They would believe in you for the forgiveness of their sins, God, and through your resurrection, they would believe in you for their victory over death. And over hell And the promise of eternal life in heaven would be theirs Dear God, I pray, Lord That that person who's given their heart to Christ today Might tell someone about that decision they made And they'd take that next step of of obedience through baptism God, I pray for, for that person that might know the Lord But God, today they know they need to lean in more on the Lord I pray today they might rededicate their heart and life to you And surrender it all In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with us? This altar is open.